This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello, I am so pleased you are here because in this episode, we are going to be talking about the five stages of grief. Now, most people grieving have heard about the five stages of grief. They have become deeply ingrained in our culture as the natural progression of emotions that we experience after the loss of a loved one. Now, these were created and established by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and they were presented in her book that was released in 1969 on grief and grieving. Now, there's a lot of controversy around these five stages. And I remember after my husband died, obviously the first thing we do when we are thrown into the unknown world of grief is research grief. So there I am Googling grief, what comes up? The five stages. So you take these five stages and you feel as if that is how your grief is going to evolve, how your grief is going to progress. This is everything you are going to feel. But what I started to discover and learn actually was that as I moved through my grief, I wasn't doing this in a step-by-step manner. In fact, a couple of the stages I wasn't experiencing at all. Bargaining, for example. I never experienced bargaining. Why wasn't I experienced bargaining? Was I doing something wrong? Should I be feeling that way? Should I be having these thoughts? Does that mean I, I didn't love Simon enough because I'm, I'm not bargaining? And it makes you question what you're doing. It somehow makes you feel that maybe the grief that you are feeling is wrong. Then there's anger. Where should I be feeling anger? Who should I be feeling angry at? And I never felt angry towards Simon. There were moments in my grieving journey I felt resentful of others. I felt envious. I felt bitter. And that wasn't a comfortable feeling for me. And I thought, well, maybe that's how my anger is showing up. Maybe I'm doing that bit right. Maybe that's okay. It's hard, isn't it? Because grief isn't linear. It is not a step-by-step process. There is no order to it. And we as human beings, we want order. We want a step-by-step process. We want answers to our questions. We want structure. Because without it, how do we make sense of the chaotic and unpredictable world that we live in? That's quite scary, right? So when somebody gives us something that feels like there's some structure, some order in it, like that's a good thing, right? That helps us feel like we have some control of it. We know what we're supposed to be doing. We'll do that thing. We can tick the box. Done. Great. Next. That isn't what grief looks like. So in my journey, I started to become so frustrated with these five stages. I couldn't make sense of it. 
I wasn't following the order. I wasn't doing everything it said I should be doing. I wasn't passing through these things in a manner that I felt I should be doing based on what I'd read. So I dug a little bit deeper. I did a little bit more research and actually discovered that it is not research-based. It's mostly anecdotal. And it was carried out on patients with terminal illnesses. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was an amazing psychologist and she was so passionate about helping people understand grief and grieving and the dying patient. And the work that she did was done with people that had terminal illnesses and were facing their own deaths. It was never carried out on those grieving. What happened was over the years, similarities were noticed between how people facing their own death felt and how those grieving the loss of a loved one felt after they had died. So the two were, were linked, were put together and they became the five stages of grief. But Elizabeth Kubler-Ross said herself, it was never meant to be prescriptive. It was never meant to tuck messy emotions into neat packages to give us some structure and some order in grief. She completely and honestly and openly said that grief is so different for every single person. It is unique for everyone. We all do it differently. You cannot describe somebody's grief in a step-by-step process. Now, when you look at the five stages of grief, it can help us to understand that our feelings are not permanent. They're going to evolve. They're going to change. We're going to move through different emotions, different feelings. And yes, some people may experience some denial, some numbness, some some shock, some avoidance. And I think that can be very common for a lot of people. You may not experience that. I personally don't feel that I ever experienced that in my grieving journey. Anger, Yes, but that isn't always necessarily aimed in the direction you think it's going to be aimed in. We can become angry with so many different areas of our lives and frustrated with different people for different reasons. It's not always at the death. It's not always with the person who died. And I think sometimes there's a a belief that that's where the anger is going to come from. Bargaining, you know, begging, I suppose, for things to be different. Like I say, I never, I wanted things to be different, but I, I think I was always fully aware they couldn't be and I had to accept what it was. So I, I didn't ever feel that I experienced that. Depression, there's a thin line between the depths of grief and clinical depression. I'm not a medical professional. I am not a doctor. Yes, I used to be a nurse and a midwife, but I am not qualified to say whether somebody is clinically depressed or they're in the depths of grief. And I've got to be honest, it's a blurry line. And I did go on to antidepressants. I did go and see my GP. And after about seven months, because I felt like I was falling deeper and deeper into a hole that I couldn't get out of. I had antidepressants. I had sleeping tablets because it just none of it was working and I had two girls to think of. Did it help? 
Yes, I think it did. Was I clinically depressed? I don't know. In all honesty, I don't know. There is a very thin line. Would I have naturally have pulled myself out of it without the antidepressants? I don't know. You've got to do what feels right in in any moment. You may not feel clinically depressed in your grief. You know, the depths of grief are heavy. They're really heavy. Is that classed as depression? If you're not labelled depressed, does that make us feel that we're not doing it right? And then there's acceptance. And acceptance doesn't mean that you think it's okay. It doesn't mean that, okay, I accept this. I'm happy with it. And I'm going to carry on with my life. Acceptance, I think, is more of a place you get to in your grief where the reality of your loss and the fact that the person has gone is accepted in your now. You know that that is your reality. You're not happy with it. You're not okay with it, but you know that is what you're facing. And I think it takes us a while to get to that point. It's not a place that I feel we've get to it, you know, in my experience with my clients that we get to quickly. And it's certainly not an end point. We don't reach that point and we're done with our grief and we don't ever experience any of the other emotions. We do. Grief is a roller coaster ride of emotions. You will feel like you are all over the place. Sometimes the waters are calm and you feel like you can breathe and you are floating along the top of the water quite nicely, day-to-day living. You know the grief's there, but it's not in your face. Other days, there's going to be a tsunami of waves that take you under. You will feel like you're drowning. You won't feel like you can breathe properly. It's heavy and it's hard. And these things can change in a moment, in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year. Like It just, it keeps coming. What I've noticed is those waves, that tsunami of waves, in the early days, they're big. They come regularly there a lot in your life and rarely are the waters calm. And as you move through your grief, you start to notice that the calmer waters are there more often and they're there for longer periods of time. And the waves of grief that come, they become softer. They become less intense. They don't last as long as they did before. And you are able to have a much longer break in between those waves of grief. So I think understanding that our grief evolves and it changes and it transforms over life and understanding that that tsunami of emotions does settle into more manageable waves over time, I think the five stages can somehow help us see that. And it can also give us comfort and affirmation that feelings of of anger and depression that sometimes can feel inappropriate and out of order, they are actually valid and okay. It's okay to feel that. But it can feel unhelpful and that it can lead us to feel like we're doing it wrong. We're not following the correct process. So as much as it has become something ingrained in our culture, it's something that we all learn about in our grief. That's never what it was intended for. I guess it's been lost in translation somewhere along the lines. And when you look 
proper research studies around grief and grieving. And actually, it's it's come on a lot over the years. You remember this was done back in the 1960s. You, you know, our understanding of grief has, has changed a lot. It's still not good enough. It's still not talked about enough. I still don't feel that we have enough of an understanding about it. And we do live in a grief illiterate society. And that is sad because we are all going to grieve at some point in our lives. And when you look at the research that has been done more recently, especially around losing a life partner, a spouse, our grief doesn't make sense. Our grief isn't linear. There's no order to it. It's not a step-by-step process. You will have incredible highs and desperate lows and all of it is okay. It doesn't have to be structured and in order. That's not how grief works. So take the bits of the five stages that resonate, that work for you, but don't take it as a prescriptive process. It is merely descriptive, but actually for people that are terminally ill, not for people that are grieving the loss of somebody that they so dearly loved. If this has touched you, if this has helped you in any way to understand your grief a little bit more, please do share it with somebody that you know might be struggling with their grief. And this podcast episode will help them find a little bit more clarity amongst the chaos. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising, and make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Podcast.